Hello, welcome to Hashtag All Podcast Matter presents Movies You Already Seen It Before and a pursuit of movies we either loved, hated, or generally forgot about. This week's movie is kind of like D. <laughs> we're gonna choose D. This one we're this week we're talking about Shaft to celebrate Black History Month. We're mm-hmm. reviewing or a pursuing black Oops. black superhero films, and we we're wondering. No, 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 put us in the thing. We're doing okay, okay. black hero films. Oh, okay, black hero films. He's no Shaft is a super. Super. Shaft, <laughs> no, you know what? The funny part I was talking about it. Shaft is. Remember how we talk about street level <laughs> heroes? <laughs> yeah, Shaft is yeah, a street level spy. Like he, he doesn't go uh, saving the world, which he probably could. But Shaft is a street level spy. He he is the Luke Cage of the uh, of the the Shaft the uh, spy uh, CU. Oh yeah, he is. He's uh he's like Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Pun intended. <laughs> But this movie is directed by Gordon Parks, one of my favorite photographers of all time. Self-taught, grew up on a farm, super humble beginnings, co-founder of Essence Magazine. Say word. And the reason I took photography for two years in high school. Say word. And the or, reason, or, or Easy A was. And because I got to walk around the campus yeah, for, for, for two hours. Yeah, and, and Easy A. No, I didn't get an A because the teacher was kind of racist. Oh, okay. Well, was it Gordon Parks? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Mr. Rudy, you rat bastard. Oh, shout out to him. <laughs> you Trump supporter. He probably is. Yeah. <laughs> um, This movie was... This is... Alright, I've never seen... I've seen Shaft in Africa. Um, I don't think I've ever seen this movie. And I was talking with my mom. She was like, yeah, of course you've seen it. I was like, Mom, you're not a movie aficionado. And you didn't put movies on me as a kid. So don't don't be acting like high and mighty that I've never seen Shaft. That's your fault. That's, that's bad parenting. <laughs> <You're> Alright. Like, <laughs> I'm... I'm a little appalled that you've seen the sequel, but not the first one. <laughs> first of all, there's like 20 shafts, so let's just keep it all the way lit. Yeah, so. Okay, okay. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, TBS. <laughs> well, we're here. We're here to set to set things right mm-hmm. and, and watch the original. So, let's just jump right into it. All right. First and foremost, every good superhero <laughs> needs his own theme music. He sure, he sure does. And, and he has and I, the who, best... Who who would you say stars in this movie? Is it is it John Shaft or is it Isaac Hayes? No, you mean Rouge Roundtree or Isaac Hayes? Yes. Uh, it's a co-star. <laughs> <laughs> co-star. Like the fact that he didn't win an Oscar for best score, racism. Oh, he won he got all the accolades. Oh, he should have won Oscar <laughs> Oscar. He should have got best actor for music. No, no, no. He should no, it should no, it should have been best score because he, he did the whole score. Oh, he did. He yeah. actually he actually tried out for and by he, I mean Isaac Hayes tried mm-hmm. out for the role mm-hmm. of Shaft. But they said, well, you're pretty great, but your music, though. <laughs> He's like, no, but this this soundtrack might make you legendary. All right. And then there's a show called South Park that's going to just put you in just because of this show. And then you're going to go Scientology and, you know, hurt us, hurt us all. <laughs> that, was a, that was a dark time. Yeah. When Chef, uh, they turned him into Darth Darth Vader, so. South Park, that's the best thing they can do to say, you know what, you heard, you broke all our hearts, but we still love you. Because that, that was as nice as they could do it, even though they made him shit himself at the end. All right. <laughs> I think I'm going to grow out a shaft mustache starting right now. Nah, porno stashes are still creepy. Um, <laughs> some of the, like, so he's walking, so this movie starts off with shaft walking forever. He's, he's, in, he's in great shape. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a good way to get your, get in some cardio, get your heart healthy. Um, 
the subway system clean, I guess. This was right after the Warriors fight, so they had to clean some blood off stuff. No, probably not. <laughs> Warriors probably made later. Um, this is 71. So <laughs> he meets this one dude, uh, and he's like, he's like, hey, dude, blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> this is such a wet, bad dub over. And I was like, what the hell happened to this scene that they had the dub over the miles and shit like that? Like, hey, whatever. He looks a little bit like a generic Robert De Niro, the guy that he talks to at the news at the news scene. Mm-hmm. And so he's like walking, 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 and then we get exposition through film. Who is man? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, about exposition through music. So like, yeah, Shaft. <laughs> I'm like, we get to learn about who who Shaft is, what he does, who understands him, and why. It's it's pretty it's pretty great. I want all these questions answered when I start watching a movie. Mm-hmm. And it's 1971, so we see the whole ass credits. But it's basically like a music video, so I'm kind of enjoying it. But uh, other part of the exposition was he gave the fuck you to a car. So, so, no, so I'm a bad motherfucker because I'm walking. I'm jaywalking, and you honk at me, so fuck you. So he's a bad motherfucker. He pulls out a badge, so it lets you know that he is some kind of law enforcement. And then the song just fills in the rest. So And then he loves cardio because he walked for like 15,000 miles. He walked all over New York. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, again, this was like about five, six minutes of exposition, and then they just jump into racism. I was like, "Yep, it's this is because if somebody's watching, they were like, if somebody's watching this movie for the first time in 2017, we're gonna give them everything." Right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> this is what the time was like. Uh, he gets he gets hemmed up by Johnny Law. Mm-hmm. He gets uh, did you write down the lieutenant's name by any chance? Uh, damn it, I just wrote down lieutenant. It's like Lieutenant Vic or something like that. Fix something. I wrote like Vic Vic Ficciano. Yeah. I'm just gonna say Lieutenant the whole yeah. time, just mm-hmm. so by the way. But he meets <laughs> he meets him and he's like, Hey Shaft, can you give me some information? No. <laughs> and he proceeds they proceed to exchange uh jives and cats. Yeah. For about about three minutes. And he's like punking him and I was like Shaq had these crackers by the balls, man. <laughs> it was like let's understand in the seventies this after they was assassinating motherfuckers. This is in New York where, you know, racism. But Shaft is above all this shit, and he will bitch slap any cracker that comes at him the wrong way. Soul brother number one. My man. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's, like, a lot of tropes in this movie, you know. Uh, they weren't heavy on the New York accents, but one thing was hella funny uh, about how he couldn't get a cab. Well, like, how the cab skipped him for another white person. I was like... Oh, New York in the 2017s. <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> in the 70s. So, I guess we finally get into the plot when Shaft finds some some dudes waiting in his office. Mm-hmm. And we get a hilarious 70s action sequence. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yes. Uh, a fuse with uh, the... It, there's the Wilhelm scream, and then there's the smack punch that everybody uses. Like, <laughs> nope. <laughs> well, they get like a two-by-four and, mm-hmm. and slap a... A ribeye steak with it, man. Like, no one couldn't like punch some meat or something like that, or just let's just set up a mic to somebody's face and just that can take a punch. Like, hey, bro, <laughs> you will go down in history as a guy whose cheek <laughs> is in a thousand movies. You can you could copyright this cheek sound of you getting punched in the face. Probably would have made some money off of it. Um, then, so some guys were looking for Shaft, and Shaft is like the greatest detective, and he. Does some runarounds and he knows the guys are this way and he goes through every back door. Nobody likes their back doors in New York. <laughs> Why would you? Yes. Shaq didn't slip through so many back doors and everything like that. Shaq didn't slip 
through so many back doors. He's sponsored by KY Jelly. Ayo. But he gets a hot tip. I'm leaving. No, he gets a hot tip and he goes. Ha ha tip back door. <laughs> KY Jelly. Oh, oh man. <laughs> we, hey, we that was that was synerg- synergistic. Synergy, exactly. But he gets a hot tip Fusion. and he goes on a walking montage. Yeah. No. <laughs> second second walking montage of the film so far. Yes. And he uh, knocks on a lot of doors. He pays the guy off, and he finds out where this dude he's looking for, because earlier he, this is when he's he's he gets hired for a job. He's no like, man, you skipped so no, much shit. No, no, you skipped. No, uh, I'm Wait. talking about when he went through back doors to get into his own uh, uh, office building. Oh, I'm sorry. And the Wait, guys are waiting for him, and then the the '70s fight happens and throws the motherfucker out the window. And then Alleg- talks it. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly throws him out the window. <laughs> so he throws somebody at the window, then has to go talk to the police. <clears throat> so some some guys were looking for him, and Shaft already knew this because he's like from Harlem. And he's like, yeah, I don't know he's from Harlem. So Shaft already knew who was looking for him because he's omnipotent. And so <laughs> <laughs> he gets the drop on him, throws him out the window, and uh, the other guy, he was like, oh, yeah, tell your boss. He can just ask for me and so his ax is his boss is the uh, underworld kingpin of Harlem no accents no accents whatsoever and his name is Bumpy Bumpy it's not Bumpy Johnson it's Bumpy it's something Jonas Jump, Jonas it's yes. like wink wink I'm not Bumpy Johnson famously <laughs> portrayed in American Gangster by Cuba Gooding Jr. or Lawrence Fishburne no no no, 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 no. you just off I'm another gangster no Bumpy Johnson was played by uh, Carl Carl the third and then Frank Lucas worked for Bumpy Johnson. Uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. is playing Nicky Barnes. Oh, well, I was—I'm not way off. I was still. My bad. I was talking effects. I was talking effects. I was—I was still correct about Lawrence Fishburne in Hoodlum. Yes, Lawrence Fishburne did play Bumpy Johnson in Hoodlum. Fantastic film. Yes, I was talking effects. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and so he goes to meet with Bumpy Johnson, and then Bumpy's acting. No. <laughs> Bumpy's acting. Fantastic, you mean? It was great. <laughs> no, Bumpy comes to meet him because he's like, yeah, I'll be here. Then he makes him wait. He's like, man, come see you. Man, come see you. And his henchman is such a, a henchman. <laughs> he henches quite a bit. Yeah. He has a speech impediment. Mm-hmm. And Shaft is like, punks everybody in this movie. Like, he punked me. He's like, what you doing sipping coffee while you're watching my movie? And I'm like, ah, goddamn it, Shaft. You can't be breaking fourth walls and shit like that. Anyway, so... He takes the job because somebody kidnapped Bumpy's daughter. Daughter, and Bumpy's like, "Hey, man, I can always get more money." The kicking him a baby, she ain't never did anything. And Shaft is kind of reluctant to take the job because this guy sells uh, H in Harlem, <laughs> and this is that. He's <laughs> like, he's like, but Shaft, I sell drugs in the community. He said, but Shaft, I sell drugs in our community, and this is before crack. I understand this is before crack when everybody's coming back from wars and shit like that, and heroin is the shit, man heroin epidemic like if white people watch more black films they wouldn't have never got back on heroin heroin fucking sucks i've heard bad things yes i've never heard you know what this heroin you know there's some good like we'll joke about the uh the the goodness of crack i mean because you know hey weight loss baby yeah but energy but needle drugs man i can't i can't do those i'm scared of needles Mm -mm. Mm -mm. can't get it can't get with that yeah, so heroin's bumping and weed because and then they still made weed sound like the best, the worst thing in the world. I was like, no, nah, whoa, 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 calm down. And it was probably that bad weed. I mean, not so potent weed, especially if they was grown in New York because New York has no soil. So, yeah, they wouldn't get in that sticky, icky Kelly bud. Okay, and so Shaft, he goes out looking for the guy, and Shaft's a gangster, of course. 
Oh, so, yeah. This, this is, is when he starts running through the neighborhood looking people. Then we, then we get our second musical montage mm-hmm. of not quite who is the man, but just literally knocking on like 25 doors and saying, I'm knocking on the door, <laughs> looking for the man of interest in my criminal investigation, but because I'm a private eye. And then he runs into Oakland's own. Go ahead. Antonio Vargas. Yeah. Yeah, he's from Oakland. That's the best. Yeah. And, of course, he gives him up because he's played a snitch in every movie. <laughs> <laughs> but for no less than $20, of course. <laughs> hey, but then I'm realizing, oh, $20 back then, goddamn. That's that's a lot of money. Yeah, when Shaft, like, I knew, like, I forgot. I, it, it put me in, like, I'm heading to Shaft, like, got some coffee, an espresso, and it was under a dollar, and he told the waitress to keep the change, and she was juice. That's when I realized, oh, yeah, this is, like, 50 cents gas and shit like that. So <laughs> I know. Yeah. He, he paid, like... 10 cents for that uh those chestnuts mm-hmm. and i don't even know what chestnuts are exactly but like they sold on the street and there's popping and this is so yeah i just realized how much money when he gave a kid a dollar and the kid was like nigga <laughs> he's like who thanks, are you are, are... <laughs> <laughs> thanks mister i can eat for weeks exactly i can feed my family. i'm getting myself out the hood with this shit <laughs> and when he gave the lady ten dollars fix the door and i'm like that wouldn't feed oh 70s <laughs> <laughs> that's paying for the handyman and the door and the insurance so yeah um so antonio vargas uh snitching and he tells him where the guys were meeting up <clears throat> and so for shaft being the ba- best detective in the world he his spider senses didn't go off because he was being tailed the whole time and so shaft goes up because um bumpy made it seems like the militants might have took his da- daughter. And so he sent Shaft on the trail of the militants. And so he gets to the militants who weren't very militant. But that's also another black side of my scene where he, uh, Black Dynamite comes in the door and punks the militants. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm black and then the ace of spades. And <laughs> so uh, we got Black Dynamite. Yeah, we really do. We really do. All right. So he goes in and Shaq, of course. And this is a, a second scene in the movie where he just goes around the back. Because nobody goes, and actually he goes under the basement, and then goes to the basement door and comes up and gets the drop on the militants. So terrible militants, and then because Shaq was uh, Shaft, Shaft was being tailed by a black guy who sold him out to the real people looking for him. Everybody dies except for Shaft and so the leader of the militants. His Shaft sentence doesn't work for black people. No. So yeah, that, there's, there's there's a message there that we should work together. No, I think the more message was he wasn't not suspicious of black people because he was shaft. And exactly, so Exactly. Yeah. And so that's more of he let his guard down around his people. He don't trust Whitey at all. Because you know he didn't not one he did not get the drop on him one more time when he was dealing with Whitey. He's like, mm don't trust you crackers. And so he gets the militant guy to safety, the leader of the militant guys to safety. All like five of his friends die. And so he has Yeah, to, they get they get fucking ambushed. And so, oh, this is <laughs> this is after Shaft made love to his one girl when she showed up and he was just butt naked, like uh, <laughs> let myself in. I got butt naked. She have sex. She walks into her her own house with groceries and, and Shaft is sitting on the couch naked. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Come on, baby." And she did not put the groceries away. She was like, "Fuck this ice cream." It's like it's been a long day. Dick. <laughs> let's let's open mouth kiss. Yes. To Isaac Hayes. And let me and let me and you can just we're gonna show a sex scene by your hands clenching back and forth. <laughs> and then your muscles tensing up like your arthritis is acting up. And cue next scene. And so that's Shaq's main girl, I guess. 
then he he after he saves the village and he takes her to his side girl and so she has at least three kids because she's saying so and so sleep and you can take the girl's room so that's three kids i'm counting because girls are more than two right so i'm counting at least three kids and so he leaves him and then he goes but that was one of my favorite parts mm-hmm. because shaft's like you better watch your damn mouth and he's like, I'll say whatever I damn well please. <laughs> and she's like, not in my house, you won't. Yes. So stop with all the D words because that was cursing back then. <laughs> 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 so, um. <laughs> also, Shaft has a great uh, turtleneck in this movie. Oh, no, Shaft, he was, I was like, that's a badass leather coat. And he has like <laughs> the same leather coat in uh, a plethora of different colors and shit like that. So he goes to see. He goes to see the cops, and he's like, you wouldn't tell me everything, and blah, blah, blah. And then the cop gives him some things, and so he goes to see Bumpy, and so he says one of the coolest lines ever. And so um, he was like, he finds out, like, the mob's involved, and so he goes to Bumpy's, like, office, and his, his henchman's like, you ain't getting there without being searched. And he's like, well, who searches you? Nobody. He said, then get nobody to search me. And I was like, what? <laughs> Wordplay like a motherfucker. Yeah, Hot had, sixteen. They had a little bit of a rap battle. Yeah, and, and like, then he's like, you know what? You and me later. And then the chef is like, catch me outside. How about that? Basically, yeah. So he goes to see Bumpy, and he says, "Bumpy, you set me up. You you pulled the wool over my eyes, and you got five of his friends killed." And then he was like, "Why'd you sick me on him if you knew it wasn't him? You knew it was the mob." He's like, "Well, I didn't lie to you, but I needed you to meet him." He's like, why? Because you're going to need an army. And he has an army. He's like, you know what? If you just would have told me, you might have saved five lives. He's like, couldn't you have just told me that? Yeah. I mean, it was very entertaining for the viewer to see. Mm -hmm. But you could have just told me that. Yeah. Also, you could have paid me less. Exactly. You you shut me down. So, (laughs) I guess, but I see why Bumpy had to do it. Because if he was, you know, you can't just tell motherfuckers. Well, you're going to go up against the mob. (laughs) (laughs) Save my daughter. And I push uh, drugs in the community. I also sell drugs in the community. Yeah, he's and a, you're gonna need the militants to help me. Yeah, they don't quite get along. Yeah, they they make like an an, uh, an unholy alliance. He calls him a Judas. He almost stabs him with scissors. Yeah. Also, Bumpy's office looks really nice, but it's small though, right? That H is really paying off. <laughs> Man, his his underlings boss looks like a fucking shitty ass warehouse. You get into the big <laughs> boss's thing. <laughs> but. I don't know how safety. I hope Bumby has like a better door and a secret stash house because you got two guys in there with no automatic weapons. So I kick in the first door, kill him. All I got to do is get in there and just whack your ass, or I could smoke you out. So I hope there's a back door to Bumby's office. Well, it was 1971, so and there was no windows. It was easier. Is he harder back then? I guess. Nah, H. Remember, he just paid. He just threw around fucking 40 racks, 50 racks, like it was nothing. And remember how much ten dollars goes far back then. So, <laughs> oh yeah, by today's money, that was like that. that he was, he just cashed out a couple million. That was like fifty million dollars. Yeah, so if he could have put a fucking. I hope there's a trap door, <laughs> because you're the king of Harlem. So you might want to, you know, because Cottonmouth's coming, baby. He doesn't negotiate at all. He just it pops us. You know, it's like Switzerland. Anyway, so. Now the Shaft knows who really is, he can do his job properly. So now he knows the Italians are after him because the, the police lieutenant, lieutenant, lieutenant good white guy is there. And he's like, well, the mobs, and these are seven mobs they sent to look for your ass. And I'm like, how they know Shaft was on the case? And they, I, they, they were right to send seven mob guys because Shaft, 
He's a son of a bitch. Yeah, and there might be like fifteen <laughs> guys total. Yeah. So the, the lieutenant, he's gonna do doing a good job. They exchange information. They kind of mm. they kind of help each other. Their friendship seemed like genuine. Like you know what? There again, there's another story in there. Like I would love to have seen that buddy cop seventies TV show. Honestly, their childhood. I assume they grew up together. <laughs> it, it could be a great animated series. And so. When Shaft, he knows people, he know they might know his apartment place, so he sends some high-ass white dude up there. Again, another great white friend. He's like, hey, Shaft. He's like, hey, can you go do this favor for me? And he was like, you know what, Shaft? Sounds like somebody might be trying to kill you. That's why you want to do this, but hey, you're Shaft, so I'm going to do this for you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he was pretty high. And that was a great plan because he knew somebody was looking for him. So he goes into the bar right next to him because he knew they were going to be there. Shaft senses, again, he doesn't trust white people. So he goes in this hip bar that I'm forgetting this is the 70s and the 60s in New York. I guess New York was always more progressive, even though Giuliani, fuck him. Um, so everybody, black people, white people love each other in New York. So he goes in this bar and he starts chopping up with the bartender who's kind of flamboyant. But at first, you don't know if he's gay or he's just like, you know, Jack Sparrow. Turns out he's gay, but they were really cool friends. And then he lets um, Shab take over the bar for 20 bucks. Again, 20 bucks is a lot of money. So it probably was like a hundred spot. Well, he did say he'd do anything for a hundred bucks. So yeah, it's twenty dollars. Like, oh yeah, and he bucks, like yeah, well, that's yeah. what I was. Oh, okay, gay, gay. But he was he knew not to hit on Shaft because Shaft probably would have took offense to that. So Shaft starts. He sees the two guys that look like they don't belong in the bar, and these might be the Italian guys coming to whack him. So he starts pouring a drink, and then the gay dude comes back and was like, "Hey, that white lady over there, the hot one." Yeah, she wants the D. And he was like, you interested? He's like, I'm a breathing. And then more gay jokes went around. And this is when I realized Shaft was very progressive. This is the 70s, right after the Civil Rights Movement. And not only is he friends with a gay, openly gay man, he fucks white bitches. Shaft is all opportunities. Yes. yes. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. Uh, I completely forgot to mention my favorite line of the movie. Yes. The one we discussed earlier about I want $10,000 a head because that's what... Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what the government pays honkies for life insurance. <laughs> Possibly one of the greatest lines in film history. Uh, no, the, the one of the greatest scenes in film history is the scene of the Mac when uh, Max Julian and Richard Pryor are talking about how much they pay for the car and they're going back and forth and shit like that. And the whole pimp scene with Pretty Tony is like, Yo, bitch told me you can't like to go some gangster. That was one of the greatest lines. And they all should have won Oscars for that shit. But, you know, hey, it was a pimp movie financed by some pimps from Oakland. I haven't, I haven't seen it, but I will see it. Yeah, we, I mean, we can. There's a bunch of black movies we can do. The Mac, you should, we should watch the Mac because it was filmed and open, and it was financed by a couple of pins from Oakland. <laughs> and Richard Pryor's in it. Sounds like a fine Oakland-based film. Yes, and Max Julian was in it, and you also realize more shit that you got they got from other stuff, and you wonder why that light skinned dude was in How to Be a Player, and he was the Uncle Max. Oh uh, yeah, okay. So so <laughs> while. Uh, Shaft is trying to get some information out of these these uh, mobsters that mm-hmm. he knows are watching him, but they don't know who he is. Yeah, he uh, he's making a call to his lieutenant friend to come down and pick these guys up, and he talks in sexy code. He does talk in sexy code, which is pretty funny because he thinks he's he, <laughs> one of the mobsters. Asks if there's anything, if there's any loose action in the area, mm-hmm. and he pretends to be making a, a call in guise to the detective. Yes, and the response. This is how I know they were really friends. The response he got to them, they, they, he's like, I have them in there in seconds. And they were there in fucking seconds. And then the mob guys get arrested. And one spits in Shav's face. And then Shav cracks the bottle of his head. And then he 
rips up and catch a, a packet of watery ketchup. <laughs> because special effects. He's like, cut me, cut me, cut me. <laughs> and so it gets to the scene where Shaft is uh, shaking the Italian guys down very smartly to get the location. And then later finds out that... Um, so he gets the information and he goes back after. So after he gets the Italians arrested, he goes and knocks boots with the white lady that was ironing for the bar. She was in heat. Then he goes to the cops, the location, and they chop it up and he gets the information. And he goes back and he kicks the white bitch out. And I was like, damn, Shaft would have loved Uber back in the day. He just kicked her out. So, And then she was kind of upset, but she was like, that black D was awesome. And so he's talking to somebody. And then she was like, uh, he was like, close the door, baby. And she's like, close yourself, shitty. And then the lieutenant walks in talking about, man, you put me in a bind. Uh, the room was bugged by my captain. And now they know that you got information and no Bumpy's involved. And he was like, where well, are you taking me in? He said, I'd take you in if you were home. Are He's you? Like, <laughs> and he was like, hell no. Nah. He's like, come, we get home. And then he was, before he closed the door, he, he was like, close the door. Shaft was like, close the door. And he's like, you close yourself, shitty. And they both had a really good laugh at it. And they was like, oh, man. I, ex- I, expect, I love that guy. I expected like a freeze frame and it would be like, executive producer. <laughs> like, I wanted them to jump in the air and get caught and shit like that because. And then, like, I was like, oh, man, they have a thing, man. They really like each other. That was cool. That made me smile. That was that was pretty fantastic. I like the scene after this where well, basically we get to see, like, the com- the culmination of the entire, the entire film. Mm-hmm. When, uh. Shav gives uh, Ben a call, to the militant, the militant brother he's been working mm-hmm. with the whole time, and they like <laughs> enact this commando. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what was the word you used earlier? Na- Navy SEAL esque plan. To, yeah, to, to, like to no, free, yeah, 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 Like there was, there, this was, this was SEAL Team Six to get on the mob. They campus, they canvassed the building. They saw where they were bat. They had enough guys to do it. Um. They there's, had plans. They were coming in at all shores. They'll make sure nobody got the door. There's an outfit change. Outfit change, like, um, and then they kick, I, like they, they kick all the chefs out. Uh, they keep the one. They, they, <laughs> they kick the, all the white chef out. They keep all, they keep the one black chef on uh-huh, staff. He's because, like, he's like, you'll probably be with it uh-huh. for some reason. And he's like, he's like, yeah, okay. And then the black janitor uh, custodian walks by, and they were like, oh, they were like, who's that? And he was like, oh, that's another black guy. He's cool. And I was like, well, <laughs> obviously. And then he was like, go ask the black guy what Italians is. And before he can even ask the black guy, he was like, oh yeah, the room over there. You know, I know who you're looking for. The Italians, hey, right? <laughs> so like everybody in Harlem was with the shit. I guess they, they might not have been in Harlem anymore, but everybody was with the shit. And so there's this scene where. Shaft and henchman, I mean, uh, militant number five comes through the the skylight and then Shaft like ties like a double slip knot that for holding. <laughs> and then he shows that paper wouldn't burn hot enough to what he needed. And then he knew that gin wouldn't be hot enough to burn what he needed. And then the dude was like, oh, I have gasoline on him. He's like, dumbass. And then Shaft um, hooks up the, the, the belt clip. And he like to repel stuff, and then I realized like, wait, Shaft is way too well trained, <laughs> and so the, that's why I realized like, there's a pre-Shaft prequel that we never saw that tells me why Shaft knows how to do way he's, too much stuff. He's he's Jason Bourne, James Bond, and Shaft combined. Private detective, uh, SEAL Team Sixer, exactly. Uh, former police officer, he's boxer. He's done a lot of things. Yeah. So I'm and just Mac- and MacGyver. Yeah, like he's really like Nick Fury. 
So I'm like, what, what's, what's, what's going on? Like, how does he know all this stuff? And a, he seems too cool to have joined the army. We need a Shaft Begins. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that'd be a dope-ass movie. Um, who would play him? Well, I guess we are going to get that in a couple years. Really? Yeah. There's oh. a, a Shaft movie coming out. Um, I think it'd be cool. I'm optimistic. Yeah, but let's make it like James Bond Shaft. Let's, let's go over the top with it. Let's have which, get... which Bond? The only good ones. Okay. Daniel Craig. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, add me if you got a problem with me saying the only good ones. F- fuck James Bond. I can't stand the movies. I don't think anybody's going to have a problem with that. Yeah. Now listen to the show at least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they. I, I, love this, I love this plan. That the fact that there's like guns involved and, and like a fire hose. It looks really fun. Mm-hmm. Like, so. <laughs> so. So they enact a plan. Everything goes like goes to plan. They save the girl. They get in the cars, and then Shav calls the uh, lieutenant and was like, "I just cracked your case so wide open for you." And he was like, "Well, then close it." And then Shav goes, "Close yourself, shitty." <laughs> and then he walks away. And then I was like, "This kind of anticlimactic," but only reason why is because we never see a movie where a well thought out plan goes exactly as planned. And that's what happened in the movie. I was like, "Oh wait, this." Oh, I didn't really expect it to work. <laughs> like, wait, really? everything worked. Nobody died. It was really, it was really well planned and thought out, and then they executed perfectly. And you're like, oh, that shit, that shit was like Greg Popovich coached this, coach this team. <laughs> and this would made me realize Jumpy Bumpy was a great tactician because he ran all this shit. He was like, no, I needed five dudes to die so no more guys would die. You guys would trust each other. I knew who the perfect people to get. I needed the militants and I need Shaft as the Batman tactic. But I'm running all this shit. He, um, he's, he's, he's Greg Myers. He Greg Myers that shit. Yeah, he, he was is. the GM. He GM that shit. Yeah, right he did. There. And they won. And they won. Hooray. And then I guess Shaft and the lieutenant got burgers afterwards. Exactly. And somebody said, I love what a plan goes to Mether. Um, <laughs> all right. So I love this movie. But <laughs> there's a few things. Like, this movie was like half fucking filler. Shaft walked more in this movie than all three Lord of the Rings. It made me want to walk more. <laughs> <laughs> like, Shaft, Shaft is something you watch on the treadmill. Um, <laughs> it was, but it was really short. It was efficient. I like that. I li- and I did like it. I had a good. I had a good time. It was funny. It was there was some drama. Shaft wasn't perfect, but he got the job done. Uh-huh. And he he uh it, it did it did what it needed to do. It turned it turned um stereotypes on their head and yeah. on, and on them made them cool. Um, Shaft had the best white friends ever. He like, sure did. White stoner friend, uh, white doctor friend that patches up his bullets, gay bartender white friend, and uh, lieutenant white friend. That later on, Shaft punked everybody in this movie. And even when he was punk, like, he didn't punk Bumpy. Bumpy kind of, like, whooped him. But Bumpy knew what he was doing. And Bumpy had loot, loot. What I do remember, <laughs> I, I, I missed, I, I do miss the old 70s knockouts where you can just <laughs> bop somebody in the head and they're like, ah, oh, sleep. The whole, like, <laughs> that kind of thing. Just hitting somebody with the butt of the gun and they're out. Um, <laughs> Um, you got yeah. Anything, you got anything else for a wrap up? I worried about Shaft was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. But I'm just saying, like he, again, I want to see what Shaft's early life because he the motherfucker had to be like an Eagle Scout or some shit like that. I'm telling you, animated yeah. series, Eagle Scout, <laughs> <laughs> Black Eagle Scouts. Yeah, I was a Black Boy Scout. You were for like half a year. 
<clears throat> it's a Christian thing, so a lot of Christian black churches had Boy Scout things. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. Actually, they're just now letting transgender boys into... I'm saying it's like just now, but yeah, they they do stuff because they like got rid of a, a one of their best Boy Scout dudes because he was openly gay, and they were like, "No, this is Christian. God hates gays." And I'm like, "Everybody skips Leviticus. Everybody skips Leviticus." Oh yeah, we w- <laughs> we went over that on the social network this week, didn't we? Yeah, I want to. Let's we should do what we skipped in Leviticus. <laughs> you know what? You shouldn't. You know, you're not even supposed to sleep in the same house as your wife when she's on her menstrual cycle. That's a sin. The uh, the punishment for all sin is death. So if you're gay and you sleep with sleep in the same house as your wife when she's on her cycle, you're going to hell just like gay people are. Because everybody skips Leviticus. Good point. Yeah. This week's musical guest is Jesus Five Ten. He's from Hells from Oakland, California. You can follow him at Jesus. That's H A Y S U S Five Ten dot com. His album Three K Diamonds Two is out right now. Uh, this is his song at the end of the episode. It's called Revelations. Anything else before we wrap up? I never wrap it up. Shout out to Ric Flair, Shannon Sharp, Kamala Harris. Yeah, all right, I'm good. <laughs> Follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. And visit us at allpodcastmatter.com. Thanks for listening. Two up. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Keep like never heard. Keep going, keep going. Keep like the only way things gonna change. Keep it going, keep going, keep going. We all got fun, we all got friends, we all got God, but we all got sin. If we all come together, then we all gonna win. Let the real shine through for the world to the end. We all got fun. Tell me is you down Tell me why I gotta shine just to get some shine And tell me why I gotta fight for a peace of mind I could read between the lines each and every time Money and rhymes with no grind can never intertwine If you looking for some trouble, this is where it's at When niggas drop their own blood just to hold a strap Once you get it out the mud, ain't no going back Say what you feel, keep it real, don't ever hold it back We all black at the end of the day If you ain't trying to help us win, then you should get out the way They say the system out of box, but I ain't willing to stay Cause you know life too short like a minimum day Yeah, you want the edge, well this is my pledge, know your rights, know your worth, cause it's a price on your head, ain't no reason to be hating, so I love you instead, you know me, I be three steps ahead, we all got foes, we all got friends, we all got God, but we all got sins, if we all come together, then we all gon' win, let the real shine through, free the world to the end, we all got foes, we all got friends, we all got God, but we all got sins, if we all come together, then we all gon' win, let the real shine through, free the world to the end, tell me is you down, Tell me why I gotta smile just to keep from crying And tell me why I gotta hide just to keep from dying I ain't where I wanna be, but I'm steady trying Gotta go get it, push your limits until the end of time Look in my eyes and tell me what do you see Another nigga from the hood without a college degree Another nigga who don't listen and nobody can reach Well guess again, bitch, cause that's not me And I just spent my whole damn life trying to figure it out Until I finally figured out that this is what it's about Politic is not for me, so I'm just building my clout Everybody got choices, I'm just paving the route Yeah you tend to see it different when you come from it It's a beautiful struggle, don't ever run from it I was catting for a minute, but I'm done fronting Searching for a blessing, have faith, cause it's one coming What would you do if you was in my shoes? What would you do if you was in my shoes? What would you do if you was in my shoes?
I'm not sure. My shit crazy, I'm not sure. My shit, my shit. You come from where I come from. Man, too many options. It's time to train your view. You gotta choose wisely in the game and pay your dues. And never stop. What you? We all got fun. Twitter. That's right. So follow us, talk to us, we'll be here. And we out.